With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space. And cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We'll go with Adam Price. Hello. Richard Hobbs. Hello everyone. Stu Hall. I'm going to behave, don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) The Baron. Good evening. John Bav. On loan this week everybody. Baron's cousin. Nephew. Nephew, nephew. sorry. Andrew. Evening. Evening. <laughs> we usually have the fan cast questions, but I haven't really written them down. Does anybody remember what the questions oh, are? What was you were the latest question? one, weren't you? You were the last time get the questions. He was the, um, he's got the best hair. He's got the best hair, Andrew, at the club, Wolves play-wise. <laughs> Not yeah. something you'd really consider. No, no. Yeah. But they matter to us. <laughs> Just pick this a player. Struggling. This is a struggle. <laughs> I, think, I think, importantly, what do you think of Siggy was the question? Oh, yeah, that was yeah, the Siggy one. Which... Siggy? Sigurd Olsen, opinions? Non blessed. <laughs> not going to play again, is he really? No, that's acu- yeah. b- 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 accurate. Okay. Would you pass. like him? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> He's better than some people we've got at the minute, isn't he, really? Well, that's good enough for me. Right, good enough that. for me. And do you remember what else you had? Or was that, it was that, that was it. I can't remember what else I had now. Okay. If you wanted to get your loan extended, really, today, what you've got to say is James Henry's hair and you like Sigurd Arsene and you think he should be given a fair crack at it. And he will turn uh, that uh, season uh, around when uh, he gets back. For an arrest and You'd be on loan for the season. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> just extend John's contract. Just uh, put it on there. Um, okay, so this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about the games against Blues, Bristol and Burnley, the three Bs. Uh, but firstly, let's do a bit of news, shall we? Um, now, it's not... Wolves really related news, it's just a little fun related news fact. Um, Rich and I, through the Fancast Twitter accounts, we do an alternative starting 11 on Twitter. So when the team sheet's read out, we make an alternative version, we make nicknames and whatever. And do you know it was read out on BBC WM last night? On FM and uh, DAB Digital Radio in the Black Country, Freeview Channel 722. We're at Ashton Gate for Bristol City against Wolves. A reminder of the team news there from Mike Taylor. Uh, yes, Rob, I'm advised by our friends at the Wolves Fancast that the Wolves team should be read Marty, Ooh, Dominic Iorfa, Briley Hill, Iron Mike, Scott, K Max, CC, Dangerous, Lenny, Burn Baby, Burn, and Afobe. Uh, in English, that's uh, the unchanged squad from the weekend. Emiliano Martinez in goal. Four at the back Dominic Iorfa, Danny Bart, Mike Williamson, and Scott Goldborn. Then Kevin McDonald and Connor Cody, James Henry, Dave Edwards, and Nathan Byrne, and Benny Afobe. But you probably knew that already. Name check there. Little name check there for Thank Mike. 
Mike Taylor. So, um, so that was that was that, that news fit. Just wanted to put it out there. Just say it. Um, some proper news. Uh, Jules Savile's loan to Mills extended till January. Seems to be doing quite well, doesn't he? Yeah, he seems there. to have hit the ground running down there. I think he just likes playing in London, by the sounds of it. Which, well. Doesn't say well for Wolverhampton. No. <laughs> he likes playing at that level more like it. Yeah, yeah. And Tommy Rowe's loan to Scunthorpe's also been extended for, I don't know whether it's till January or is anyone else yeah, doing anything? Yeah, yeah. Two typical squad players. Probably out next season, do we think? Well, Tommy Rose's contract will be up, won't he? I can't, yeah, see, I can't see him getting another contract. Mm. He played all no. pre-season, he did. That was weird. Mm. Played every game in pre-season. Mm. You could have gone for him for your hair award as well. What, rocking that ponytail. No way. Oh, I, did, I think that was I'll my t- answer. That's all that was that yeah, I think, I think it, was, it was brought up. It was brought up. If he'd have gone for him with, with a ponytail, I'd have walked out tonight. Because there, <laughs> there was a point at the start of pre-season where he was rocking sort of the old Jez Moxie with it not even in a ponytail, it was just slicked back. Yeah. But then throughout pre-season, it just grew into a man bun, which, I mean, neither also out. Yeah. It's... So I can just imagine John just disowning... Andrew, there you're not my, you're not part of my family anymore. <laughs> Get out! He's going to say matching with John with a man bun. Oh, if if only I could. He's going to struggle. We need to get Paul Felton on that Photoshop. Um, transfers then coming in for Wolves. We'll start with uh, Mike Williamson on loan from Newcastle for a month. We kind of touched on it last week, Adam, didn't we? We kind of said that perhaps he might come in, and then he came in the next day. Yes. We'll talk about the Blues game, but generally, it should be an okay signing, shouldn't it, on loan? I was quite happy with it, yeah. to be fair. Um, he played, I think he played about four seasons consecutively for Newcastle. And, all right, he's out of the team now because they've probably signed the next level of defender for them. But for us, yeah, thought it was thought it was a great signing. I don't, I think online opinion was a bit negative because there was, I think they were referencing some guy on some guy's blog and some guy made a video thing absolutely <laughs> slating Williamson saying I think he's the worst history, worst player in the history of Newcastle, which they've had Marcelino, so I think yeah. that's probably... Yeah. He's, I think I'm going to call him up on that one. But um, I was happy with it, and mm. he did show that in the Birmingham game. So Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what I said last week. I said some people just need to grow up yeah. and actually not take everything they read from Newcastle fans in particular <laughs> yeah, to yeah. heart. It's quite, it is quite a different level. You know, 34-year-old in the Premier League, he, he is going to get turned over for pace. And he, he obviously struggled last season. But Beggars can't be choosers. No, I, I, but it's a, yeah. di- it's a totally different level, yeah. a totally different type of game. Mm. He'd be, be all right. I, I mean, beyond this season, I, you know, I wouldn't think there's any, anything, perhaps beyond a couple of months even, but he'll do a job for us while he's here. Mm. I'm 31. That's the other man we're going to mention in a second, but he's 31, so he's probably got a bit right, okay. in the yeah. engine, but I think he's a good signing. Yeah. He played every think. game, didn't he, when they won the league, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. 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 I, he's, 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 I think he played 38 games. Yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, he was terrific for them when they got promoted back to the Premier League, and you know, even for his first couple of seasons when they did well initially, um, he was in their starting lineup alongside Colicini and was a Solid enough defender, mm. limited, limited, maybe, and his distribution is poor. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't pass five oh, yard balls that. last night. He was just like yeah, some of the, the balls he was putting out of play. Like, but, think, you oh. know, we've been crying out for a more experienced centre half yeah. all season. So to get someone with Premier League experience who's but, not an absolute clodder. I know we keep going about banging on about it, but we've got rid of one who could actually yeah. play football. Yeah. To to replace him with an experienced player who can't play football, <laughs> who can head a ball, admittedly, and he's tall. 
But that's a bet. You know, the problem is stopper. He's a stopper. The other yeah. thing is, when a player's leaving a club, when do those fans of that club is leaving ever give a rave review about a player that's leaving? It's very rare, isn't it? Mm. Apart from yeah. Richard Steamer. Yeah. 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 But what I'm saying is, you can name him on one hand. Really? Yeah. Mm. So it's normally negativity. Especially, well. with, especially loan signings, unless they're a young kid who they say, oh, he's got a lot of promise. That's only because they want him back, yeah. Mm. And the problem for Kenny Jacket now is, unless he goes on a storming run now for the rest of this season, that footballing reasons quote, the whole steam thing, it's going to haunt him. for the, Every time we lose a game, especially on Twitter now, it's hashtag footballing reasons. That's not going to go away. It's not, it, for the rest of the season, away. it will be perhaps the word or the phrase that sums up the season, footballing yeah. reasons. Hmm. And it will haunt. We need, to get the, we need to get the old uh, toaster wolves to put it on the, uh, yeah. on the yeah. banner, don't we? Well, it will haunt jacket all the board. Or how, you know, however it happened, you know, I don't, don't think we really know. It, Whoever it is, it's going to. I think it will haunt them. Run to Grand Holt. I mm. mean, that's that. I was in favour of William, Williamson, but Grand Holt. I never thought in my days that Grand Holt <laughs> would be signing for Wolves up until January, I believe. Yeah. Um, Thirty-four years old, John, like you mentioned before. Um, he's the target man that you can kind of tell that Wolves have been trying to search for in the summer, but he isn't the player that we've already wanted. <laughs> no, he's a target man in the fact that he's the size of a wardrobe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, but saying that, he, he wasn't. He did run a little bit in the ten minutes of Birmingham, and I think and he fell over once. That, that's what, and he did a header where James Henry lapsed onto the ball. I know we'll talk about Blues in a bit where Henry had that chance by the the post. Um, but yeah, this is a real strange one. <laughs> don't know why we why we Dan bought him. In. He's gone in decline very very quickly. I'm yeah, sure it was only about two years ago, and he's been mentioned playing for England. Yeah, no, that was mm. the 2012 Euro mm. with Norwich. That was. That's three years. Yeah, It's a big decline. Did he been League One? Did yeah. he not playing? Did he can't get quite a serious injury, or am I can't imagine he did his Achilles or something did, like yeah. that at the start of last season? He did. Mm. I'm sure he can't have had. Um, a significant period of time out and I think that's probably stunted his gr- um, well not even stunted actually it's probably it's, it's decline mm. isn't it he mm. played five games at the start of last season and was out for the rest of the season yeah. was, he played was against he... us for Huddersfield he absolutely oh, murdered yeah. Stearman didn't he yeah. Yeah. bullied him didn't he mm. and that's when Jacket watched and went that's the man that's <laughs> the man I want one day you shall be mine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was going to say to be fair if there's one type of striker we do struggle against it is a battering yeah. ram of a centre forward and which... we don't have that type no at all. and we've yeah. never really had that kind of wrecking ball of a centre forward in that sense problem is I don't think he's much of a wrecking ball anymore he's just a, a ball <laughs> it's one of a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> he came in like a wreck. No, no, don't put it in your head. Well, when, when he came in, I thought, he's oddly going to play. Surely he's mm. going to be like a 10 minute kind of throw on to get a goal. But when he comes on at half time for a bloke who we've turned 12 million down for, you're thinking, what's going on here? Mm. Mm. I mean, I can only think that he's in that. We've brought him in for A, experience, and B, reasons. and for footballing reasons, of course. Um, but to kind of give a phobia some level of competition, which if I was on the bench looking at that, I think that's not competition for him. That's not setting him a level to compete against. The board, Ashley Lewis has replaced Ian Morgan as a director at the club. That's it, really, isn't it? That's the news. Yeah, he's obviously seen as somebody who can carry a sail of a club through, didn't he? Because obviously he did it at Manchester City and he's just. 
just a name to make up a board, and it's, it's not it's not going to have any impact for Wolves no. fans, really. Um, Jess Moxie is nominated as a finalist for the CEO of the year for the FC Business Magazine Award. We're really Ooh. scraping the barrel here on news. <laughs> yeah. um, and the other thing is the two rumours I've heard recently on the takeover, which will there'll be a rumour every single week. Here are the rumours. The biggest one, the Jess Moxie led consortium. No way. Yep. Well, that's what that is a, a, a rumour that's soon around. A Jess right. Moxie led consortium. Your nephew also says he heard it as well. My so. season tickets are in the post. <laughs> the other. I just um, dismissed it. Is, is he of all of Graham Souness' consortium? No, but I'll add it to the yeah. list. No, the, <laughs> other, the other one's that the, the, the guitarist fella, isn't he? From It was based in America. The chap Glenn, from Hugh, Glenn Hughes. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I heard it with Glenn Hughes with Robbie Keane. Yeah, that's it. I've heard the other yeah. one was an American consortium with kind of Robbie Keane, perhaps as a with face Glenn Hughes. Yeah. And I think the reason why that was made because someone on Twitter, I think, put a photo of them singing "Hi-Ho, Silver Lining" in, in their in the LA bar somewhere. I thought, oh, there's tenuous and there's <laughs> like there's desperation. Yeah. Isn't there? well, let's, let's do a fan cast consortium. Let's, let's find the club out. Yeah, I was going to say, John, do you want backing me on this one? Has anyone got a 20 quid? We can double Steve's money, can't we? Yeah. Mm. Um, what roles would everybody be at the club? We've, we're, we're the Fancast Consortium, we've just bought the club. Who would be what? I'm oh. scout, I just learned a football manager and yeah. just, yeah. just, just type players' names in, so that's me done. I'd be the vice president of Keep It Real. <laughs> just, just to keep it. I can John. see how Dave spent his day. By the yeah. way. <laughs> John, what would you be at the club? If you were, I'd, just, I'd just be watching Oliver a lot. Of you, to be honest, keeping, just watching keeping, us all, keeping you in tow. Being like the Wait. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the one sitting at the back and the, the focus on the telly, and I'd just be watching you all, making sure you carry out your own little notepad, little notes, yeah. make you sly little notes. Have you noticed Kenny's, Kenny's ditched the notebook? I didn't realise Kenny had a notebook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the previous yeah. seasons, he always had a notebook. In during the first half, he'd always be in it, scribbling away. No notebook. This maybe, not bothered. Maybe he's thinking about bringing the clipboard back. Oh, clipboard. He could, he could be talking into a mic, and he could be all, all you know, straight into on, in, straight onto his phone. iPad. Um, but anyway, that's a little side issue. Google Glass. Yeah. We're, we're going off. John, yeah, yeah, John's, going off. John's being the quiet man in the room. We're going off subject now, David. Yeah. Bring it back in. <laughs> Uh, so we'll talk about uh, the game on Saturday first. See, Wolves got the bragging rights in the derby with a 2-0 away win at St Andrews to Birmingham City. Edwards and Ojo with the goals. Uh, I know we're all going to moan about Bristol City, so let's try and be happy. Let's try and remember Saturday lunchtime. Um, it was a Wolves kept Birmingham at bay. That was the kind of the gist of it. Yeah, we shut them out really effectively. Um, and we shut them out in such a way that it didn't look like we were very defensive either. Mm. We kept our shape at the back, midfielders tracked with runners. Um I often Goldburn had really strong games and just shut out Damari Gray. Um I can you can even tell he was on the pitch half the time. Um we broke effectively and as a team, which is something that we've been really poor at in well recent weeks actually. Mm. Um so what all round it was a good display. It's easy to say after what happened last night um, you know, but we did, it, we possibly did flatter to deceive and we didn't completely, I'm trying to think, dominate the game yeah. in the same sense that you'd, you'd like to think if we'd won 2-0. 
but I do think it was a good performance mm. at the end against a team who could have gone what second, second in the league. Mm. So you know, disappointing mm. Birmingham were given that having yeah. to hype them up throughout the weeks. Mm. Well, we, <laughs> the three of us and um, Lugal said that we were going to get slaughtered mm. unless Williamson come in, which was the, the yeah. prophecy. Yeah. But they had one shot. Restricting yeah. Birmingham to one shot at mm. home and the form that they've been in. That's yeah, good. they had one shot on target. Wolves had six. I think they were playing against one of the poorest forwards in the league, though, to be honest. It just falls over to me, Donaldson. Um, and I think the ref re- refereed it very well. I thought the ref had a kind of quite a strong game, so mm. it's one of those where you didn't really notice him, which mm. is usually a good sign for a referee. You know, there's nothing. He kind of he kept it under control. It, game didn't get out of hand at all. So bottom ref. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wolves seem to do that thing that they, especially the second half, they seem to play deep, kind of snatch the ball off Birmingham and counter. We must have had five or six complete counters, which then counted nothing. I think that was the only mm. downside in the game that we had so many chances to really put the game at bed on the on the counter, and nothing happened. Yeah, and the Fabi was poor as well. I was in the South End and yeah. very disappointing. Yes, yeah, been for the past. Three, four games, yeah. maybe. He's, mm. There's a danger there that he's just not in. Not is it because he's playing up front of his own? Well, there is, there is that. He's not getting much service, is he, at the moment? Compared to last night, he had more, he had more services than the whole season put together. But yeah. I thought he, he just looked something not right. Anyway. Every time he doesn't, nothing goes his way. His arms are up he in the air. I'm not so sure that's, that's a recent thing, then. No, I know. Was it yeah, Birmingham, well, Birmingham last, last season? I thought it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave Edwards opened up the score in the first half. It was a simple goal, wasn't it? But four goals in five shots for Dangerous Dave. He's an important part of this team now. He is. I have to admit it now. I have to admit <laughs> yeah. it. He, re- he really is. Although, well, he set. Uh, he sets the tempo for that yeah. team. And I think um, was it Brentford? He didn't play. Yeah, it was Brentford, and we just had no mm. level of energy. And he. Really does kind of set a level for everyone else to follow on that pitch to you know work hard and ch- close down mm. as a team. Um, and he's also good for a goal when you need it as mm. well in big games, which can't be argued. It's nice to see Paul Robinson make a mistake for a goal as well. That's <laughs> something that's something every Wolves fan can get behind as well. And the fact that we all we got out there unscathed for a change, for yeah. This. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is he does get into the box and he's likely to score. Yeah. We scored quite a few headers in the last mm. two seasons, yeah. which is a bit, I mean. Considering hardly anybody else scores headers, it's a, it's a big thing, and nobody can fault his commitment to the club. No. I mean, for as much of a slating as he gets off Wolves fans, I, I just don't see how you could not see his name on the t- see his name I, on sheet and moan now. I don't think that slating's there anymore. It's not. I really no, don't think. No, we, we, everybody knows his limitations, but mm. I tell you what, he, he, nobody tries harder for the club than him. Mm. Perhaps one of the most improved players under Kenny Jackett since he's come in. I think he's done a lot of fitness work under Kenny Jackett mm. because, yeah. uh, well. Because he, he had long periods, he had long periods out. Yeah, he did. And yeah. it was, it wasn't like he'd had like a nine-month injury. It was lots of sort of two, three-month injuries. Mm. But under Jackie, he seems to have had pretty much a clean run of, um, run of injuries mm. apart well, we can, from sort of the first few months. From it, we can only really use him though as sub or in that role that he plays yeah. behind, yeah, behind the striker. Yeah, yeah. Playing him anywhere else doesn't. We've had him as a, in the middle as a pair, and it's 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 not gone well. In any midfield, you need someone who's going to run behind the striker or make runs, and he's the only mm. one we've got who can do that. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, the second goal, um, Ojo, lovely goal by a. Uh, Say Ojo in the second half. When I watched it on the telly, because yeah. I, I, you know, I, I didn't go. Um, <laughs> I, he got the ball, and I was like, oh, "What's he doing? Why have we not crossed this ball in?" 
And then you kind of, when it go, went in, I was like, does that go in? <laughs> I, had, I had exactly the same reaction. It didn't look as impressive on the telly as it did at the time. Did you feel, feel that as well? I, I didn't go, Andrew went in. Because no. I, I thought, oh, that's a brilliant goal. And then you watch it on the telly and it looks like it's in slow motion. Yeah. It's strange. It, it was a bit surreal did, did, like, on the telly. As, as it was travelling, I did see uh, a new, oh new barrel-chested Grant flail and limb <laughs> to try and get to it and thankfully missed. I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt that he was dummying it for the keep, dummying the keeper, putting well, him off. Could, that could be his 34 years experience. Yeah, that could, could be. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a chap next to me who thought Grant Holt had got the goal, so he thought he got <laughs> it to a challenge. <laughs> Grant Holt just rips his shirt like a Holtomania. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. You've been made. Holtomania. Yeah. Holtomania. I'm, I'm, I'm desperate for him to score. <laughs> yeah. So every single gif of Hulk Hogan can be made <laughs> on the Pancaster Rookies. Tweets already lined up in our draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in the game in general, I thought Williamson did quite well on his day. He obviously got um, the, the sponsors man of the match, mm. not the working man's man of the match. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also thought he did well. And who got the working man's man of the match? Well, who got the working man's man of the match against Blues, gentlemen? Cody. Let's all say we're working men. We'll t- Against Blues, not last night. Who did you say? Cody. I thought Cody was superb. It was his best game. Yeah. And, and he had them two, the, the two at the start of the season, and then on Saturday I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Although he actually, for once, we didn't miss Jack Price, which is blasphemy, really. But is, <laughs> is that possibly because we weren't going out to control? Yeah, probably. Because probably. we were. We didn't have to create anything. It was yeah. the only goal that gives him the advantage. Yeah. Isn't it? Mm. Because I mean, we the, almost we played Birmingham at our own game. Because all Birmingham really have done under Gary Rowett is sit back and just go on the counter attack. Yeah. And they weren't able to do that. Yeah. And you know, it's. I, I thought uh, Cody played well. Uh, to be honest, I, t- I think as a working man, I would give Mav um, match vote to Williams again. Mm. You know, I think he, it was a really solid and assured display. Very vocal from the start, especially yeah. again watching it on Taylor. He was commanding all yeah. the defenders. You could see him constantly going up to players and almost not telling them what to do but having a little chat with them it was really good to see that from a debutant from the get go this guy Sam was picked up didn't they yeah, yeah. he seemed to surprise one or two of the players it was like they, they were shocked at it yeah. almost because nobody does it no it was like he'd been there for years mm. and the way he commanded everyone and we actually had a back four who actually stayed in line with each yeah. other mm. I wouldn't give him man of the match because I don't think he had a lot to do but I think he had one of his better, best, better or best games mm. with Martinez behind him he looked more assured with everything he was doing. Actually, I thought yeah. anyway. he, he was coming out for crosses he came, he all the time. Never dropped well. any of them. Yeah, his kicking was good. Made a couple of saves. Very confident on the crosses mm. as well, and picking up the ball. I thought Nathan Byrne had a very good game. Very nippy. Yeah. Got through people. Probably unlucky not to try, get a goal in the first yeah. half of that shot, but I thought that was what we expected to see from he, Nathan Byrne on Saturday. He seems. I mean, he's rapid, which obviously helps. But he seems to be able to sort of transition the play very quickly from almost the halfway line to the penalty box and get into that third very quickly and just mm. moves the play along so quick. Which, compared to someone like Ojo, whenever he gets the ball, you can just, you know, you can count on second on your hand before he just cuts inside and doesn't do anything in his own half. And it's really refreshing to see mm. someone just be that bit more direct. All in all, then, it was a vital win. And we got we beat Birmingham. That was, yeah. the, that was the main thing, wasn't it, really? Shall we go on to the main one? <laughs> Bristol City... <laughs> So on Tuesday night, uh, Wolves suffered a 1-0 defeat to Bristol City at Ashton Gate. Yeah, it's, it's heavy mess with. Good. Um, now, how do you pronounce the golf scorer's surname? Codger. Codger. Old. 
Gotcha. <laughs> I think he's actually quite young. <laughs> uh, he got the goal for Bristol City just before the stroke of half time, but it was a, a complete contrast co- contrast to the performance we saw on Saturday. Very lacklustre. But the big talking point, of course, was the half time tactical change. Afobi and Byrne came off for Grant Holt and Alf, uh, Adam Fondra. Now, could have been a risk, could have been a genuine tactical change. What did we make of Kenny's decision at half time for that? <laughs> random. Mm. It was just a very, just a really random thing to do. How uh, was how was a phobia before that in the game? I thought he was poor. I don't think he. I think he just he doesn't run channels very well. He seems to expect the ball mm. just to come into his feet. He, he doesn't really move because and, and offer himself to low on work rate. Isn't he, he is very. Yeah, he's quite a lazy player, isn't he? Yeah. Man. I mean, in terms of like valuations, he's got to be diminishing, and his value to Wolves is far less than Nuadico's, in my opinion. If I've got to have one player up front, it'd be Nuadico in front of me every single time. Mm. And you can, he, he, I don't care if he's 10 million, 12 million, 15 million. But he doesn't work hard enough, and and the pressing from the front that Dico does. Gets your goals. It gets mm. your goals, but he presses from the front and parries the defenders that Afobi doesn't do, and that sets the tempo mm. for the team. Mm. When the opposite, generally, when the opposite can get the ball first, it's generally at the back. And we, if Dico's pressing them, then the whole team moves forward and they play ten yards further up the pitch. When Afobi, nobody harries them. They have that much time on the ball. Our defence is then playing that much deeper. I mean, like second half, we, 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 we never got to the halfway line. We were playing yeah. so, so deep. But do you think that we've talked earlier in the podcast about how Aphobia has been playing well recently? Do you think it got up to that point at half-time where he thought, you know what, I'm just going to try and change this and see if I can he, get it? He may well have been it. totally fed up with the, the, what he was seeing. The same, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, you know, I was fed up with what I was seeing from Aphobia. Nothing. He never never ran to the, down an inside left and an inside right. Never come. He, he just never offered himself hardly at all. It was just It was his worst performance. Play. Worst performance since he's been there by a mile. Yeah. But what a contrast to last season, though. Do you think we talked about how... Uh, Dicko might have missed Sacco. Do you think Afobi might be missing Dicko? I think he, he misses Sacco and Dicko, doesn't he? There's no creative spark. So he's. Yeah, he doesn't make those runs down the channel, which he needs to being that lone striker. But he needs to have someone to either create that bit more space for him or in, Sac- or in Sacco's case, mm. actually be able to feed those balls into mm. him where he'd like it as well. Um, we've gone from being a. Majority of the time, a fast, counter-attacking, creative team who'd score lots of goals and potentially look like they were going to score to a slow, very predict- predictable, mm. leaving a striker up front on his own, who's not a lone striker. Mm. And we're hitting and then, too many long balls. And then oh, we pass it round and, and it ends up with Danny Bath playing a long ball, which Fabri doesn't want either. Mm. So he ends up on his own with a massive gap with a long ball played to him. I've always said... I've mentioned, I think I mentioned last week, that um, I always thought personally that Afobi would give us this whole season. But as it's gone, these weeks have gone on, I think the, the possibility of him going in January is getting larger and larger by by the week. Because I think I mentioned to you last week, mm. I mean, if, I, if I was Afobi's agent, I would be saying to the club, you, us as a club, are going nowhere anytime soon. And the phobies, to my opinion, phobies is better than this. So I think he might. Mm, there's, there's a possibility he might go. It just depends. If he but can the, do it, there but. is another thing. How, how much better is a phobie? Just over twelve months ago, how many people really had heard of him mm. until he burst onto the scene, particularly against mm. Manchester United in that cup tie? Mm. What had he actually done? 
He had a, he had a good half a season with MK Dons, and he's done mm. well with us for two or three months. I don't think he's done much this season. He scored a couple of penalties. He hasn't played particularly well this season. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be raving about any of his performances. That's right. I don't, I don't think. think he never but uh, you know, he, he's obviously a decent player. But how good is he? I just don't think he can play up front on his own. He's I never, think that's yeah. the, the, the key. I think you put on he's some like a Dicko with him, he will flourish. I was going to say he's never going to be that player like Dicko is, who you. He's only going to get you goals in that regards. He's not going to do almost more than one job, a phobie, which makes him actually quite limited as a player. But where, So but, where's he going to end up is my question. If he leaves Wolves, where is he going to end up? On the bench, probably, somewhere yeah. in, the, if, in the Premier League, but in a lower half of a Premier League. He could. And he's not going to go for nowhere near what they were offering in August. And you might get, you might get a bit more of a queue because it'll be a fire sale. With Morgan, honestly, mm. it, it, it'll be a four or five million fire sale, this will. Well, you meant, you, what ends up happening in the majority of the time in January is teams like, who are in the bottom six, like, say, Norwich or... Like, Desperate Premier League teams. Sunderland yeah. or Newcastle, yeah. potentially, if they're still at the bottom. Yeah. Thinking, well, we'll, work, we'll spend six or seven million. If he scores eight, nine goals, he keeps us up, it's worth six mm. or seven million. And if he doesn't, he'll be playing against yeah, us next season. Exactly. <laughs> he, could end up, he could end up like Bamford. It's just on the bench. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. all that. Last season, one of the best players in the league last year, and he's just hmm? whenever he's had a, a nowhere near is he? No, just not he's just on the bench. He plays in the league cup. Sits next to Sacco now. <laughs> so does that perhaps make the substitution of Holt and no. Alf any no. different? Oh, no, no. It, unless there's something going on behind the scenes, attitude-wise, with the, the obviously Jackie. Can mm. see that we can't. So we only see ninety minutes, don't we? We don't see him training every day. We don't see his attitude in in, in the dressing room and around the and around the club every day. But if his attitude is around the club every day, like what we see on the pitch, I've got to be honest, we are struggling. Mm. To me, though, it wasn't the substitutions; it was the formation change. Mm. That, yeah, that was so the, the three-five-two. Which I don't even think well, it was. No, that. It was I think, five, three, I, I think two, it was I think. five at the back. I think it was. That was the second half formation well, as well. Well, I can actually argue. That's it was, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second I would describe it. Yeah. Second half as five, one, two, two. Because Cody might as well have been playing at the back because he was actually standing that close to the mm. back three. He was almost mm. treading on their toes. So you got three at the back. James Henry had never played in that position before, and he didn't seem as though he knew how to play wing back. He was playing wing back, he, yeah. But he barely got across the halfway line. He was playing right back because he didn't actually know how to play the position. Mm. I think He's I read probably never played. I think before. I read some of the match reports. I think when when McDonald got the ball, literally like eighty percent of the team was all behind him. Yeah. So it was it like, unbelievable. Yeah. What away, what what Bristol, City. For, for Bristol, Bristol City. City. If you're one nil down and you want to bring them to on and take a phobia off, play four four two. Take mm. one of the midfielders off. Mm. You've got three centre midfielders, Edwards, Cody and McDonald. Take one of them off. Keep the wingers. You need to score. But odd for mm. Jacket to play such a hybrid system at half-time in a system which pr- presumably we'd never seen Wolves play before. It's, it's just smacks what you said, John. Random. Just, it, it, there's it, no it, other it, way to explain it. It's just like, absolutely random. If, you, if you're going to try that system, you've got to try it with Nathan Byrne at right back. You can't... There's no oh, someone who's played it's, there. It's got to be. That's, that's the most bizarre thing. Is Byrne played wing back at his former yeah. club and excelled in that position? Yeah. And you take him off at half time. And you need somebody with a lot of pace and energy who can get, get up, you up and, and down, down the pitch. Yeah. Mm. And it's got to be him. So, no, he picks James Henry. Uh, you know. Mm. But then, <laughs> the fit, he was saying about the long ball thing as well in the first half. Edwards, who, what we already said about, when he plays as in, in the 10 or whatever you want to call it, 
superb anywhere else. But you don't play Dave Edwards as a defensive midfielder. No. It was mm. ridiculous. And he, actually, to be fair, Dave Edwards did okay the first 25. Because well, I thought we played quite well the first 25 minutes. I mean, yeah, no, just put it into context last night. The first 25 minutes, we were the better team. Mm. And from there on, it just gradually got a little bit worse. That's something he was just wasted, though. Yeah. It's a, you got someone on the bench who can do that, and then you got Dave Edwards to link. Yeah. But what's the point in putting Dave Edwards there just to accommodate Cody because you spent two million on him? Oh no, uh, that did square pegs round holes and all that. But we spent again. we spent good money on Jed Wallace. We spent good money on George Savile, and he, he ain't frightened of bombing them out. Mm. Yeah, for some reason Cody survives it. I mean, he get he's lucky to stay on the pitch the other week against Brentford. Yeah, he's straight back in the team again. I, I don't. I don't see what he brings to the party as a footballer myself. Uh, Wolves had two shots on target all game Did as we? well. Yeah, <laughs> Remember Cor- Cor- oh, Cor- one was a cross yeah. from Henry. <laughs> was it? That, that, was, that was never a shot in a million years. It might have just been on target. But... It's like that shot in the sense of that one um, in the Champions League last night against um, Real Madrid. Right. You know, no, no, no. Grant Hall was his one because Grant Hall had a shot which, no, which Edwards was, had scored, but it was offside. He, I didn't know. I couldn't tell which, 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 which. I couldn't tell which was offside. I didn't know whether the well, shot well, counted. Was the first shot offside? Yeah. Though, yeah. Was, well, the, yeah, Wolves, the Wolves official Twitter account said it was a good decision. So for them to say it wasn't. Offside, no, what I mean is obviously yeah, if his first shot was offside, <laughs> it, it's not really counting, yeah. is it? Because he was offside anyway. But whether it was Edwards that was offside, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it was Edwards who was offside. So I think yeah, I think Hall had the shot and Edwards ran into quickly. Um, the Bristol City goal, Codger, what do we think of that goal? Well, I'm just wondering whether, is that why we had three centre-halves in the second half? Just because they scored a goal that should have been you know, defended. You've got two six-foot-plus centre-halves and a goalkeeper, and on, virtually on the six-yard line, somebody's scoring in between them. It doesn't mean that you then have to have three centre-halves in the second it half. Seemed, it seemed like an easy goal, didn't it, for them? It, it was a ridiculously easy goal. Yeah. And it, but, it I mean, good, it, to be fair, it was a good header from him. But it was a good header, but... How I don't know how I still even watching it. Still, I still don't know how it happened. Just because of them, the size of them two, yeah. and it was the only time Martinez didn't come for something. And if he's had a call from one of them two, because it was down the other end from us, so he wouldn't have heard it anyway. Yeah, hmm. he must have had a call from them saying Willow's ball or whatever, because there was no, he, he he made he won one of them where he's come and he's completely messed it up, like he has in the past. He just didn't he move. He just ended up in mm. sort of no man's land, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he just turned up. hope he's had a call, because if it's yeah. in the six-yard box and he's six foot seven, he should be coming again in it, shouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Really. You see, he made no instance to... Like, you can see with his feet in it. It was there a was terrible a, goal. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a real bad time, just before half-time. Mm-hmm. Overall, on the balance of it, we were, we, we were fading a bit towards half-time, but I still think we were the better team in the first mm-hmm. half against a, a very, very poor team, I think. I think they're rubbish. Which is probably what makes it worse because it was a game that really yeah. we should be expected to win even away from home. Mm. They're probably going to be relegation candidates this year. Same as Bolton. They lost five. Same as Bolton. They lost five nil to Fulham the weekend, didn't they? Was yeah. it five nil or five one in the end? Yeah, but they're, they're, they're just so they're very poor. Mm. Uh, second half as well. The other tactical change was Doty came on as well. Which <laughs> some people suggested it was oh, to allow did. James Henry to it go did. more it, forward. Obviously, so. he put him into the wing back position then, mm. and then allowed Doty to uh, Henry to play in sort of the. The, the position in the hole behind the forwards, which actually he did actually try, try his bit and did actually try work a couple of bits towards the end. It was our, probably our only hope. He thought he might get a shot from just outside the box, mm, which he, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he did. He did get one or two shots away that got blocked, but it was it, it, still it just stunk of sort of last last gasp yeah. desperation. It still totally confuses me because you got a right back already on the pitch. The right back who started the game, yeah. Well, what, when we still had three centre halves, that's what I mean. ten minutes you, you to you go. You move Iorfa to right back, 
You can move Henry forward, but stick another bloke mm. on. You need to score. You got eight Don't minutes. Don't forget. Why have we recalled Jordan Graham? Yeah. We're keeping him on the bench. It was like when we bought Burnley playing for three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So let's get Jordan Graham. I think actually might, might do some good to come back from Oxford and watch Wolves. I mean, because you ain't going to be playing. <laughs> you know, it's just ridiculous. Oh, Joe scored the weekend. Mm. He, he doesn't come on on the left. We've got no balance on the left. In the second half, we're playing with five at the back. Oh, Goldborn can't get up and down, up and down, up and down mm. for 90 minutes. And he is limited. He's, he's proven he's limited at this level anyway. And asking him to do two jobs. He's struggling to do one job properly at the moment. <laughs> then I'll do two as a wing back. So we've got to have some balance on that left side. And we've we got players sitting on the bench. And, and, and to be honest, mm. it was just a farce. There was a penalty appeal at the end with uh, Doherty, which Kenny Jacket felt should have been a penalty. Did What was the uh, verdict on the penalty appeal? Too far away from it where was, we were. Where was you? Were you oh, up towards the bottom? I was, in, I was outside the outside <laughs> the corner flag. I was. <laughs> oh. Felt like I was outside the ground with a pair of binoculars. <laughs> I was, they put me there first and I went and took you back. Oh, and right. I looked at the uh, the plan on the back of the ticket. I oh, right. was sitting, in, sitting over there. Mm. I, th- I thought it was, but it would have been it would have been total injustice. Mm. So think, go on. No, I think the vast majority of people were like there was like half-hearted appeals of penalty, but no, everyone was too annoyed by that point to even care. What do you think of the body language of the whole team? Though in the second half, confused. No one knew what was the, what they were supposed to be doing. No one knew where. Like we were saying when they, <laughs> they had the ball and we had ten men behind the ball yeah. when we one nil down away at one of the worst teams in the league. They got, they had no outlet to pass to. None of them can run anyway, and they had that Freeman. Is it Freeman? Yeah. yeah. The guy who went off. It, it, I think he had Freeman. a decent game. Yeah. But apart from that, they were. Sh- they were yeah. absolutely <laughs> awful. I, <laughs> so he thinks they were worse than I did. <laughs> we lasted thirty-nine minutes <laughs> and twenty seconds <laughs> that, before that, it. That's the biggest thing about the sub I think. It's not the actual fact you've gone and lost the game because mm. it's three points. You only lose the three points, but. The players must be looking, thinking, hang on, we're taking off a bloke who scored how many goals last season? 25, when we need to score. We're sticking our winger at right wing back. We're going to a formation we've never played. Mm. What's going on here? Exactly. And this is is adding fuel to a dressing room. We must have been thinking after two weeks of the season, our best goalkeeper, our our player of the season has been bombed, our goalkeeper. Mm. And you've got, not meaning to go on to that again, but Mm. then you've got Akima who's obviously been bombed as you say you've got Stearman who's disappeared in basically a swap deal for Burn effectively I think mm. and then you've ended the game with four loan players which I think is never ever a good thing no it's not a good thing you've got four out of the 11 who are on loan now when things go bad they must be thinking well I'm only going to be here till January anyway yeah so it's, it's a bit it's different with season loans but loans till January in, a, mm. in what's now turned into a dogfight yeah. yeah and you got it was Fondre you got Holt you got Martinez and Oh, who's the other one? Ojo's the other one. Who's mm. the other one? There's four on the. Oh, Williamson. 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 And then he got Ojo on the bench as well. Mm. It seemed to me, I said to the guy next to me, that that game was like Dave Jones' last game of him away when he put Sean Newton at left back. That was bad, that was. It was, it was <laughs> like that for complete chaos and nonsense. That No one knew what was happening. No one knew where they're supposed to be. No one knew what kind of tactics they were supposed to be mm. playing. It was just completely. All over the place. So all in all then, disappointing defeat away, game we expected to win, and more pressure on Jacket, especially on his mm. tactical nous as well. Final bit of this week's podcast, we're going to preview the game at the weekend at Molyneux against joint top tablers uh, Burnley. 
or as some people call them, the Wolves class of 2009. Uh, Jones, Kitely and Vokes will be in a squad which will also include former Wolves Academy graduate uh, Andre Gray. Um, I want to ask you about Jones, Kitely and Vokes firstly. What kind of reception will they get? I think Kitely might get a... Out of all of them, I think Kitely might get a bit of a vitriol. Just mm. a bit of Judas, do you think? Mm, maybe. I think it, it all depends how things are going, I think, really. But yeah. um, I think Jones left with a pretty, pretty good reputation, mm. really. And um, Vokes as well. Yeah, Vokes never really had really Vokes was, it was a right player, wrong time, really, because mm. we just... We just got promoted, hadn't we, into the Premier League when he started to come through properly. And well, he was like a backup striker, wasn't he? He had at least yeah. ten mm. goals in him coming off the bench. Yeah, and I think if we'd have been in the Championship another year, he probably would have stayed on. But mm. no, I think that I think them two will be fine. But I think Kylie might get a bit. Kylie will be the interesting one. That'd be best to be just ignored for me. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I, I can't just... see sort of you say Jones or folks getting. Any real reaction? They might get enough warm applause. In yeah, sense, but that, that, that's it. I think the only one who's probably might get anything is uh, Kitely, but I think it'll be fifty-fifty probably. Yeah, I think I, you know, I'll, I'll, when you know, I'll, I'll clap him when I hear his name. I won't sort of, you know, it's not like Robbie Keane's coming back or anything, but yet, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> January. <laughs> when he comes back, he'll have the keys. Yeah. <laughs> um, some um, stuff on Burnley. Then they won midweek against Fulham three-one. Andre Gray um, got some goals. He's named to double thickers. Uh, they're joint top. They're actually second in the table, uh, just behind Hall and one above. Undefeated Brighton so far. Andre Gray, biggest threat on Saturday. He's got pace. So yeah. 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 Biggest threat. He's been scoring goals constantly for four years at different levels. Yeah. Think, so. yeah. Possibly five years, I think. So. It's, yeah, it's not going to be fun, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, last time we played Burnley was at home in the relegation season from the Championship. A 2-1 defeat. That's when we had the pitch invasions, wasn't it? Was that, that was Burnley, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. That was when the dugout got hit, smashed. It might have been. I'm pretty sure that was Burnley. Who scored the goal for Wolves? Pass. Oh, no Dicker. Yes. <clears throat> when we were like, who's this guy? Yeah. And then he came in and we were like, oh, the saviour. Um, little stat for you as well. Wolves have beaten Burnley the most times in Wolves' history in the Football League with 62. You mean the, you've beaten, Wolves have beaten Burnley more than they've beaten any other team? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Because didn't we have like a really good <laughs> record against them for yeah. quite a number yeah. of years? Yeah, uh, like, just like Bristol City. Yeah. <laughs> so, hopefully, so hopefully the stats are with us <laughs> this week. Let's talk about uh, the pressure on Kenny Jackie. Dare I say that a defeat at the weekend to Burnley, could it be an axe or, like you were talking about before, John, on the podcast, is it a bit of, there's probably no need to get rid of him. Wolves really aren't going to get rid of him because who else is there to bring in with the situation we're in? Obviously, I think the ownership situation is, is a bigger problem. And until that's resolved, I don't really see the point because... I think any new owners are likely to bring their own gear with them, mm. so to speak. Um, and a double change will only create more confusion. Mm. But the problem we've got as fans is we don't know how far down the line we are in terms of a change of ownership. We could be, we could be a matter of weeks. We could be a matter of years. Mm. And, and the answer probably lies in the middle somewhere. But how big that middle is is is, is a big big question to be answered. Now. If we get rid of Jackie, we've just got 
more and more confusion for the players. Mm. At the moment, they don't. They, everybody's uncertain, aren't they? Because mm. we're uncertain as fans about who's going to own the club in the future. How long is this going to go on for? If we bring a new manager in, that doesn't take that situation away. And who can you attract in this situation? Mm. You've got to pay Kenny Jacket off for a year. We're not going to, if, we, if we're going to pay, pay Kenny Jacket off a year, we're not going to pay compensation for anybody. So any decent manager that's in a job is off radar. We're not going to be paying anybody. Like did, we, did we pay Doncaster for Deed Saunders as well? Unfortunately, that, I yeah, think we, we did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I saw this coming. But, but so there are one or two people about. Obviously, not Nigel Pearson gets bandied about for a mm. job. But are, are, they, are they going to want to come to walk yeah, exactly. the situation we're in? I just think that, that, just, that we're just creating more instability when there's already enough of it around the club as it is I, I would personally at least see this season out I know we run the danger that he might take us down um, I remember in the championship season you always thought oh you know we could go down but we're probably too mm. good and there's, there's some bad clubs in this division which there was then and there's some bad clubs in it now but we mm. still went down then it's not impossible a dare tempt fate but a do you think we won't? No, go I down don't. I don't you? think we will. But, I think but it's, it's not impossible. T- no, but it's turning into a mid-table mediocre. Yeah, I mean, we're so, so, mediocre. We, is it season. we're seven points off the playoffs and six points off relegation at the moment, or the other way round? We're gonna just be stuck. But given what's happened at the club in the last few months, you would settle for mid-table mediocrity. But given that last season. A lot of fans would have said, "We'll take me table just to settle us," and we over, you know, over. We over- that's part of the problem. Yeah, it, it is overachieved. Yeah. the expectation level has gone up, and that's possibly why a manager might think, "Well." And then when you've lost your Sacco and Dicko yeah. and Stearman, and for the last six or seven years, and, and I came, eh? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for the last six or seven years, every season Wolves have had either a relegation fight or a promotion fight. Perhaps, dare I say, it is just our turn just to have a. A null season. Since that promotion I mean, it, to the Premier League, there's always it, been something. Always here's, a, here's a question to throw out there, which I asked someone the other day. Which team on paper is better? The team that went down from the Championship or this one? Uh, on uh, paper, uh, probably that or the one that went down. The one that went down, yeah. Mm. Yeah, for me. Mm. I agree. Mm. Should mm. <laughs> Stunned silence. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, the attitude's better. In this I remember one, yeah. Yeah. thinking that, one, one, you be one of the really bad nights of the year we went down was the defeat of Barnsley. Barnsley. But I think back at that night, we, we were on top early on. I are at the bar. Sigurd Arsson should have scored when Blake and Banks played put him through in the second half. He did we, score we, though, didn't we, Yeah, we scored early on. Yeah. We, yeah, we went one nil up. We created chances that night. I look at last night. I'm thinking. I, can't, I had nothing to take away from last night. Nothing that you took away from last night thinking, wow, you know, the, 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 there's something that can be positive about it. Is it the case, and unless. It's worse than Barnsley. Is it the case, you know, we'll, we'll talk about predictions, but even if we lose on Saturday and lose more to come, unless Wolves get thrown deep into the relegation zone, Wolves aren't really going to match because no. of the stability that at least Kenny Jacket brings and, and carrying that on. The, the only trouble is, I would. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going against what I've just said in many ways because I just still I still don't think changing the manager will help this situation. I just think it will create mayhem. Mm. But he's not helping to create stability by mm. he, the way he's setting the team mm. up and the way he's changing the formations, changing the, the names on the sheet. I, just, the, I think he's adding fuel to his own, mm. own problems at the moment. The thing I don't like at the moment is that his interviews after the game, if you watch them, just too many clips or whatever they are, they're almost repeating everything he said from the previous game, and they're all generic sayings that you could attach to any football game. It's like, well, 
we need to work harder or we need to there's nothing actually about that specific game but they're all just generic ben, football terms Ben mentioned this last season when we talked about why Kenny Jackett was a good manager is that he doesn't give media clips away he doesn't give phrases no. to the media in which they're going to spin into stories so I think he's probably so used to that that yeah he has always been a bit like that but sometimes when you, yeah. you know I'm in mean, that Brentford arm game a couple of weeks ago he wouldn't have scored if we were still playing now. But I'm sure, what was it? Was it Middlesbrough or was it last night? He was quite honest in an interview talking about it. He said last night that, that the performance was flat. I'm sure there was one recently where he said he was he was quite upset or... He started, he started to focus on refereeing decisions. Yeah, which is a, always That's a bit, always a... Yeah. It's become Mourinho. He's our own Mourinho. The ginger Mourinho is coming on Saturday in Trondheim. What I meant by that about the interviews is that he almost gives you the impression of he doesn't know what to do. Like as in, I'll just keep keep saying these, oh, we need to work harder, we're not really push-pressing the ball and things like that. But what does that, you know, what do you mean by that? It depends what you want him to say. If you want him just to say generic things and saying kind of vague... Or do you want it to come out with walls are terrible, walls are you know absolutely fantastic, and then you get split in the media, and then you're like, oh, great, he said this again. Middle ground, though, isn't it? It's, it's the perfect middle ground. When we, when it's doing well, and you start doing media interviews and stuff, and you just tell the line, you think, well, he's just been a professional. When mm. it's the other way round, like he is now, he, just, he seems to be clueless. Mm. And it's all into perspective of how the yeah. team were doing. Yeah. Um, but Burnley are undefeated in in six. <laughs> Which is going to make good timing for the weekend. They're undefeated. Undefeated in six. six games. Oh, sorry, I thought you said they're undefeated in six. I think no, six no, no. plays. They're undefeated. Undefeated <laughs> in six games. Let's talk about uh, team for the weekend then uh, for Wolves. Uh, any changes from the the Bristol City? I'd game? go three five two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'd go one two. <laughs> yeah. I'd go three odd WM formation and uh, you know, yeah, just test it out. Uh, I'd play the same team we played against Birmingham. Hmm. Um, purely because we're going to end up having to defend more <coughs> than we are going to keep possession, even mm. though it's a home game. So the only change I'd possibly think is maybe bring Jack Price in for Cody. But yeah, about I totally agree, but I don't see any way he's going to do that. No, he won't do it because he's stubborn. And the, if he wants to get the fans on his side from the start... You, you see the team shoot you know, before kickoff. Price is back in, Cody's on mm, the bench. Yeah. Last night was the first time on mass that people started turning. Did you feel that as well? Yeah. The one just like isolated people who've never liked him ever since he's stuck. He's been here. There was more than a few people last night. When Doherty came on, there was the you don't know what you're doing chance. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Which is guess that's the first. Does Doherty only actually get paid when he comes <laughs> for appearances? I'm sure we must have had this conversation before. But whenever he gets like the 85th minute, he always brings on Doherty. Mm. And it can't be for his defensive solidity. Well, but you know, in a lead, he throws him on and just... You know, it's almost like, go and just put yourself in the yeah. middle somewhere and you know, help out. I mean, because he doesn't seem to come on with any role. He just... Yeah. Go, go on and help defend. <laughs> it is a bit strange. Any, any other suggestions for the weekend? Rich says, maybe the Blues team. I mean, if, if Burns taken a knock mm. last night and, he, and he's not fit for... He's, he's got to give Graham a chance. We've got to have balance back in the team. Yeah. And if Ojo is really a, just an impact player and he doesn't appear to be a 90-minute player mm. at this level at the moment, so, uh, and it is different when you're coming on at the start against players who are, you know, f- from minute one as you're coming on against tired players when the game's stretched. And it, I, I think I'd, get, I'd give Graham a go. 
to it again. I agree, but I can't see him doing no. that again. Mm. I mean, yeah. I, it's good for me. He's going to put Alger in for Burn, and he'll play the same team as Birmingham. Mm. That's what I think he'll do. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's what mm. I think he'll do. What do we think of Burnley? Just I know we've talked about the ex-Wolves players and Andre Gray, but in general, what do we think of Burnley this season? And you know how they've I done recently. I think it's the same Burnley, isn't it? I think it's the same Burnley that went up, really. Yeah. yeah. Same. You have the same description. Good it's manager, tactically swap, sound, difficult to beat. Yes. They can see less than one goal a game. Mm. Swapping, swap, swapping to Andre Gray. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty much the same team. Yeah. yeah. Settled. That's the that's mm. the thing with them. They've had the same team for three years, and they were a relatively youngish team anyway, so they're not yeah. getting old, so to speak. So they're never going to get beat three 0 or something. No, exactly. I mean, it's just not it's until this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do predictions two, then. Two to one was a big, big price, Burnley. Is that you get your mortgage on it? Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, do predictions then. Uh, Rich, what's your gut telling you right now? Not your heart. Your um, gut. One all. One all. Stu. <laughs> <laughs> I dare I, I don't want. I'd never come on and say we lose, and one all's about as negative as safe as you can be. <laughs> yeah. Big. Simply because last week I said we we're going to get thrashed and we won. I'll say the same thing. I'll say 3 0. But 3 0 Burnley. 3 0 Burnley. Ah. Andrew, debut prediction. Let's set a trend here. Are we doing gut or hard? Gut. Gut. We'll do both. Uh, well, if you if you look at it from a neutral's point of view, you got a team who's all over the place, really, with one winning, well, three points in four games mm. against a team who's unbeaten in six and got the form striker in the league. You'd probably go with Burnley if you was a neutral, mm. wouldn't you, really, on that perspective? But then again, I thought they're in the Birmingham game, so... Remember, Wolves always seem to surprise us when we least expect it, so... Go on, gut... Three, two, two, one. one. Two, one, two. Wolves. Two, one, two. Wolves. I don't know why I'm writing this down. I'm not going to do anything. I was going to say, where are you doing? John, John, what's your uh, what's your, your barren prediction? Well, put it this way. If we don't score the first goal, you might as well get your coat and go home. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll take that tip. Burnley will take the lead just before half-time. Okay. And then on the break, they will add to it in the last five five minutes and win the game 2-0. So basically kind of like Brentford. Brentford game. In some ways. Yeah. Standard. I am going to go for a classic mid-winter or yeah, mid-winter three-one win for Burnley. <laughs> I, I think it's got it's, it's got bleak. Burnley yeah. winning. I think Wolves might grab a surprise goal, but again, I think it's got Burnley winning all over. I'm quietly confident that Burnley are going to win this week. <laughs> I, I don't see as anyone can really argue massively with that. I mean, I didn't really want to say that. But you're allowed to say whatever yeah, predictions. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I was going to say, with John saying that if Burnley score first, everyone, you know, we should just go home. I like the idea that people who have listened to this show, if Burnley do score first, we just see about a thousand people just get up and start <laughs> just, walking. Just like Sunderland? Like yeah, we, uh, right. we'll, oh, oh, we'll know. We're off. Yeah. Um, Except they do it when it's three. We also do it when it's one. It's one. And that's where we'll leave this week's podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. You can uh, follow our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web design, check them out at operacreative.com. Follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook, Wolves Fancast, website, WolvesFancast.com, and email us. Because we said last week we like getting emails of stories, yeah. like little uh, like letters when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolves Best ones will be read out. Yes, no. exactly. So an impetus there to send us a damn email, uh, WolvesFootballFancast at gmail.com. 
Uh, and we're back next week to review the game against Burnley. Is it international break as well after yeah. that? It yeah. is, yeah. England, France. <sighs> Great. <laughs> Dave Edwards relax got for a couple of yeah. yeah, Dave Edwards got called up to a Welsh squad, though. So Good. You know. I want to see him at Euros next year. Oh, we all do. <laughs> um, Andrew, solid debut. Solid debut, yeah, Baron, yeah. for you for you next Just year. in front of the back four, yeah. So, solid. <laughs> Don't call me Cody. Yeah. <laughs> um, you might have noticed Adam didn't speak in the last spot because we let him go early because he's got tickets to see Motley Crue tonight. Yeah. See all face paint on him and swinging uh, his shirt round. It was quite an admirable thing to turn up though before that. When it, exactly. Yeah. Faithful to the fancast. Yeah. <laughs> fancast faithful. Yeah. Um, so that's where we'll leave it. Thank you very much for listening for this week. It's bye from Rich. Goodbye. Bye from Stu. Yeah. Bye from Andrew. Yeah. Bye from Baron. Goodbye. And it's bye from me. We'll see you next time. Ready to experience the rhythm and entertainment of Las Vegas on the top 10 of Canela Music with a top selection of Latin artists performing this summer in the entertainment capital of the world. Watch free on Canela Music. Download the app presented by Las Vegas. This summer, you need clothes that you can wear anywhere. For that, look to American Giant t-shirts, shorts, jeans, and sweatshirts. American Giant makes everything in the USA, so when you buy, you create jobs and improve local communities all across the country. Shop summertime closet staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com with promo code WA23.